Has your child been bullied at school or anywhere else and you've struggled with how to respond and how to teach your child to respond? Were you bullied as a child and still triggered by these events, especially when confronted with a bullying situation? My guest is an expert on how to deal with bullies and how to help you manage your past experience with bullies. So don't go away. Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest is sixth degree black belt, Rich Grogan. Rich comes with a over 40 years of martial arts experience, has spent the last 30 years of his life teaching, coaching, and educating kids and adults with the power of hope, courage, and confidence to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears, and to stand up to bullying and become bullyproof. Rich, thank you so much for being on the Fatherhood Challenge. Absolutely. Jonathan, thank you so very much for that wonderful intro. Got me all tongue-tied now. And for the opportunity to be on your show, thank you. Okay, I got to ask, Rich, what is your favorite dad joke? It's probably my go-to, and it's the first joke that my oldest son, who's 22 now, when he was four years old, he told me. And that is, he says, Dad, what cheese is not yours? I'm like, I don't know, son. And he says, nacho cheese. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that one. That one's great. So he's 22 now. So occasionally I'll bring that up and he'll just shake his head. So <laughs> I mean, that was the first joke he told me. Uh, he's like three or four years old. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. So that was a few years ago. But, you know, all the podcasts I've been on, I think that's the first time I've ever been asked a, a, a dad joke or a bad dad joke. And my daughter, who's who she's 19 now, she, uh, oh, goodness gracious, three or four years ago, got me a bad dad jokes book for Father's Day. And I, I, t- I took it to our instructor media at Martial Arts Academy and read a few of them. And I was hoping that my daughter would appreciate that. But uh-huh. she was at that age. She was like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, well, you bought me the book. I'm just trying to show that I love you. and I'm reading it. I was so. going to say, you didn't get the eye roll, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad. So. Then you did it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did it right. I'm reading through, and uh, for the next couple of meetings, I brought the book, and finally, she's like, "Whatever." I said, "Well, sweetie, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm honoring your gift. Come on now." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Rich, what is the story behind why you put so much energy and work into speaking about bullying? What role did martial arts play in your mission? I was bullied as a kid, and a, and a lot of kids were. And um, the biggest thing, and I wrote a book. It actually became a bestseller, and I'm honored uh, for all the folks that bought the book, gave the reviews. It's called. Becoming Bullyproof. And the book is all about me as a 12-year-old meeting me 40 years later, and we go on a journey together where the older me is teaching the younger me everything I wish I would have known about standing up for myself, about believing in myself, uh, in myself and uh, basically the hope that uh, there, there is hope, there is tomorrow, there is a way to overcome this. And uh, knowing what I went through, my whole goal was that other kids don't go through that and uh, what I was always looking for as a kid was that hero, that role model, that uh, someone would help me understand me and uh, help guide me through. Because oftentimes as a kid, you feel like you're the only one going through this. And I had a uh, my, my father was 101st Airborne um, in uh, Vietnam there. So he was a, a veteran dad and he became an over the road truck driver. And we grew up on a farm. So it was kind of the uh, the school of hard knocks growing up. It was almost like that uh, Johnny Cash song, a boy named Sue could have easily mm-hmm. been a boy named Richie. <laughs> so often, <laughs> son, world's tough out there. You better toughen up or else. 
And uh, but at the same time, I was raised my mom and my grandma kind of uh, raised me when dad was gone. And they're all about uh, having a, you know, kind of a Serbian heart, a big heart, always, you know, loving, caring and uh, and not being respectful was on both sides. But uh, dad was kind of the firm right hook reality, if you will. And then grandma was all about, you know, putting Jesus first, put God first and put others first and, and which is all good. But uh, when you go out there with your heart wide open and you're kind of a naive kid, unfortunately, there's people out there ready to take advantage of you. So dad's approach was anybody bullies you, you just punch them in the face. And that's that. Uh, and I, I know that'll help answer a few questions on down the road here. And of course, I don't want to do that. I want to hit anybody. But yet that was kind of uh, his approach. And after being bullied for by this one kid for, oh, my gosh, it seems like <laughs> I was like nine years old and uh, he'd bullied me as long as I could remember. Well, finally, uh, dad had said, if you don't ever do something, he's going to, he's never going to stop. One day the kids at it again and he smacked me across the face and then kicked me in the groin. And as I fell down to the ground, he got in my face and started laughing. Well, I grabbed him and just started, well, had a Ralphie Christmas story moment, if you will, and just kind of <laughs> lost control of myself, uh, to the point where all I remember next is my mom's pulling me off of him and this kid, there's blood everywhere. And I've never seen my mom so scared in her life. But all I could think of was how proud my dad was going to be. He was going to be, all right, finally, Richie, you, you stood up to this bully. You did what I told you to do. So regardless how much trouble I got in with my mom, and even though you know, I didn't like seeing her scared like that, I couldn't think of anything but how proud my dad was going to be. Well, when dad got home, he was not happy at all. And for the longest time, I couldn't understand. I'm like, dad, I did exactly what you told me to do. But I really couldn't get a word in edgewise. He was just furious. You're going to pay for this kid's medical bills. Uh, who do you think you are? You're a tough guy now putting this kid in the hospital. And I'm like, what the heck? And I didn't mean to do that, but I just kind of lost control of myself. So that scared the daylights out of me. So I pack all that stuff in. I'm never going to lose control again because I don't want this to happen. But now I'm in a quandary here. What the heck do I do I, if I fight? then I get in trouble. If I don't, then I'm being just kind of abused by it. And the thing is, when you walk around looking like a victim, you walk around looking, uh, lacking confidence, faith, hope, belief in yourself. It's almost like, uh, you know, I, I often talk about sharks and the, and when they smell blood in the water, they attack when bullies sense fear or panic or insecurity or lack of confidence, or lack of self-hope, self-esteem, they attack. And, um, it, so when you walk around looking like a victim, Oftentimes you're going to be a victim. And then the worst thing happens, not only are you being victimized by others, but then you start believing everything that they're saying about you in your own mind. So you start bullying yourself in your own mind. So now the battle's going on, you're bullying yourself. And the more you bully yourself, the more you become a victim of, you know, the kind of the self-pity and I'm worthless. Well, you project that when you move around, you walk around in your interactions and then other people are going to take advantage of that. So fast forward to martial arts. I was actually taking martial arts at that time, and it was one of the reasons uh, I, I knew how to punch. So that was uh, uh, one of the things that kind of scared me. My first instructor was it was a little different. It was all about uh, you're going to learn how to fight, and that's it. Well, I had to stop taking martial arts at the time because my parents thought that's what contributed to me hurting this kid, which you know didn't really have a lot to do with it. It was following dad's orders of just you know sock this kid. But he his whole point, and this is the point I really want to get across to your listeners and other dads out there. A young kid, you know, is going to do what you tell them to do, and they're not going to know where the boundaries are at. Well, he said, punch the kid in the face. All I knew is I had packed all that pain, all that anger, and all that aggression in because I never talked about it, and it came out. So what my dad was really trying to say is, look, in order to stop this kid, 
you need to stop this kid. And well, punch in the face is what he said to do. Well, I lost it. Well, the reason he got so mad at me is because I, I turned into the bully myself. I didn't just stop the kid. I hurt the kid badly. So that's a big point I like to bring up when I'm speaking to dads and fathers out there. When you're talking to your kids about things, um, and of course, my dad did the best he could do. His whole thing was, my son's being hurt. I'm, I'm going to teach my son what I was taught, and that's how you do it. Well, it, it, it uh, the longer bullying goes on, the more that pain, that anguish, that, uh, uh, I guess, anger builds up, and then it eventually comes out at some point in time. So another thing I always talk about is the kids have to have a way to communicate and get that uh, that aggression out. And that's part of the, I know we'll talk about a little later, the ABCs to become bullyproof. What role do triggers play in the causes of bullying and the responses to bullying behavior? We either implode or explode. <laughs> so oftentimes when we pack all that in from being called names and usually bullying rarely, rarely ever starts off physical. It usually starts off with name calling, exclusion, being made fun of, and mm-hmm. then it, uh, it continues to to build from there. Uh, and then bullies, just real quick, their bullying is a behavior. It's not necessarily a person. However, if a person continues to do the bullying behavior, then they become a, a bully. And uh, I don't ever like the name calling, but if someone robs a bank, we call them a bank robber, right? <laughs> if someone right. continuously bullies someone and hurts someone, then they are, they're not only doing bullying behavior, but they have now become a bully. And most bullying behavior is a learned behavior from either some they've learned from a parent, they've learned from maybe a father, they've learned from an older sibling, or they've been bullied themselves. And they've got all that pain and that anguish and that hurt. Hurt people hurt others. Uh, healthy people, they, they don't hurt others. It's the people that are hurting that uh, that hurt others. But the triggers, what happens is, is this almost like uh, you know, Ralphie in the Christmas story. At one point in time, it just snaps. And when it does, and we're all guilty of, of packing stuff in uh, of at, at certain different levels. As I always say, anytime uh, we've ever had an explosion or we've had uh, uh, frustration kind of boil over, it's because we allowed it to build to that point. Now, that's not anybody's fault, but it's something the A and the ABCs to become bullyproof is awareness. Be aware of how much you're packing in. Be aware of how much anguish you have there and then do what you can to get it out. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, you know, traffic, we sit in traffic a lot. We're kind of trapped in that uh, metal coffin on the highway and just all that anger and frustration builds up. And we compound that if we're listening to, you know, uh, negative news on, on, on the radio, it, if we're in there. We need to make sure we're planting the right seeds in our mind because negativity on top of negativity just continues to add that that anguish and that frustration, uh, uh, I guess, inside to it eventually blows up. And another part is communication. If we've got an issue or a problem with someone, instead of hoping the problem will just rectify itself and go away, we need to communicate clearly and confidently and talk about that. And that's a way of also getting that out. And then, of course, the best way to get it out is, is through physical exercise, <laughs> get, getting out and uh, going for a walk, going for a run, working out in the gym. Or I'm blessed because I've got the martial arts equipment. I can go out in the garage and hit and punch on that, uh, which you let it out. And by letting it out, obviously, the endorphin release in the brain, it, it, it's just, oh, it's almost like that that Zen feeling, that relaxation, you, you, you got it out and it's better to get it out exercising or hitting the equipment in the garage than it is to explode on somebody. Becoming bullyproof is an inside job. It all, we can't change what's going on out there. The only thing we can change and control is us or and what's going on inside. And uh, oftentimes it's unfortunate, but when we see school shootings, 
what triggers that is kids feel completely th- th- there's no hope they have they've they don't know how to defend themselves physically they're not getting help from you know wherever they need help from to stop the bullying and they they don't know what to do so unfortunately they turn to that or they turn to end up uh, taking their own life and suicide has become the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 34 i mean oh my gosh what in the world and i, I contribute that to well Maybe not bullying from someone else, but it's the mental bullying going on in our mind. And that stuff, once again, is packed in. And when people feel hopeless, they, they, they don't feel there's anything uh, worth living, then unfortunately they do horrible things. Hurt people, hurt others, and they end up usually hurting themselves far worse. Okay, that gets me to an interesting point. And that is when it comes to school shootings and when it comes to this aggression and, and how some of these kids and sometimes even adults are, are behaving and acting, what role do fathers play in school shootings? Where Where is their role in all of this? Our, our kids, and uh, when they become teenagers, they forget what great heroes dads are for a short bit of time, and then they remember again, just like when we were teenagers. You know, I, I thought my parents, and I'm just being open here, were, were complete idiots. However, I realize now that, man, I was the idiot for not listening to my parents. But uh, And I, I kind of tell that story when I talk to teenagers. I said, look, you know, somewhere, uh, you know, when you were a kid, your parents were the greatest heroes on the planet. They knew everything about everything. You went to them, you talked to them, you communicated with them, you trusted them, you loved them because they were the greatest. And then somehow your parents just, w- what happened to them? They changed. Oh my gosh. And then as you get out of your teenage years, you get in your twenties, you realize, wait a minute, mom and dad are smart again. What the heck happened? They changed again. And I said, no, they never changed. <laughs> you changed. I said, just like when I was a teenager, I changed. And uh, my point of telling all of this and bringing it up is, dads, we've got to commu- keep that communication chain and channel open with our kids at a young age. Share with them. And, and, and you know, I'm not beating up my dad, but maybe do a little better job of telling a kid if they're being bullied to come to you and talk to you. I was afraid to go to my dad. And when he found out, that's when he told me, you know, just punch a kid in the face, done, over with, because apparently that's what somebody had told him. Well, my kids, I've tried to tell them to handle it in a little different manner other than just getting physical with it. And that's kind of how we created the ABCs to become bullyproof. But uh, the, the communicating, if your kids, if you can't talk and communicate to them about small problems, there's no way in heck they're going to believe, uh, you know, trust in you or feel comfortable coming to you to talk to you about teenage problems or uh, as they get into adulthood, adult problems. And that's when mm. we know those problems are far stronger. And if they don't feel comfortable with the small problems, they're definitely not going to feel comfortable with the with the um, the bigger problems. And the bigger problems are going to come. So those st- struggles and troubles are are compounded because uh, when I was a kid being bullied at school, all I knew is at three thirty it was done. I didn't have to worry about it. I mean, if someone would call the house, I could have my mom answer the phone and <laughs> I didn't want to talk to the person. Well, nowadays, obviously, the, with, with social media and everybody's got a phone, that's when the fun really begins for the bullies because no one's there to monitor what the heck they're doing. And no, it, it, another, I guess, uh, uh, a scary thing is, and we've all seen it on social media, people will say far uh, worse things and uglier things behind a device than they ever would face to face. So back to answer that question, we've got to keep that communication chain open. We've got to talk to our kids. And, uh, and, and, you know, if you've got a kid like my son's 14 now, and he's, um, he's a hockey goalie and his birthday's in December of, of 08. So in the hockey world, that means he moves up to the next, uh, a U 16 under 16. So he had practice the other day 
with the 16-year-olds, and he comes out of the locker room and he says, oh my gosh, dad, th- th- those are men in there and they all drive. So I bring that up because now I've got to have phase two of the talk with him. <laughs> mm. So that's a thing we can't avoid either, dads. We've got to make sure that, uh, uh, and Zig Ziglar would always say, look, you either tell your kids and teach them how you want them to know about the birds and the bees and about society and about women and about life, or you allow society to do it. And I promise you, society is not going to do it the way you want it, you want it to be learned mm-hmm. and uh, learn how your maybe your dad shared with you and taught you and then think how you could do it better. Let's take a spiritual approach to this topic of bullying. I can't tell you how many times I've heard Luke chapter six, verse 29, which says, if mm-hmm. someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. These are the words of Jesus. Do we really understand what this means in our culture today? I've, uh, I've had to answer that uh, several times, and that's that's another great, great question. So, one, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, I could uh, I could do a better job, and I'm working at it. So, the uh, the ABCs that I keep talking about, I, I uh, kind of in the process of creating them, is is almost turning the other cheek three times before you actually physically defend yourself. Um, the A is is awareness and avoidance. Being aware of what's going on around you, being aware of potentially dangerous situations or dangerous people or the bully. And I like to tell uh, kids, look, I'm not ever saying you run from your problems, but there's no sense putting yourself in harm's way. If you know the bully sits at table two at lunch, sit at table 11 across the way, stay away from him. You know, if you know the bully is always at this hallway at two o'clock, I'm not saying run from your trouble, but just avoid it. The bully will find someone to bully. And maybe once uh, you're bully proof and you're empowered, then you can help uh, someone else. But we've got to take care of and make sure we can take care of ourselves first. It's kind of like we can't pour from an empty cup. We got to know how to defend ourselves and become bully proof before we can help someone else. So the A is awareness and avoidance. And it's also awareness and avoidance of negative self-talk and uh, um, anything that could be bringing us down from our past or, or maybe something happened yesterday or even last year and we're still dwelling on it. That's bullying ourselves. And then the B is the believe in yourself uh, by strengthening your bullyproof armor. And your bullyproof armor is all about that internal belief. It's almost like a shield. Uh, and, I, and I say you would never go out in public without your clothes on because it's socially unacceptable. <laughs> well, I don't want you to go out in public or on the Internet or anywhere else without your bullyproof armor on because your bullyproof armor is that strength, that armor, kind of like uh, 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 that protective barrier to keep the negative arrows that people try and uh, puncture your heart or your mind with uh, the negativity or the thoughts. And then the C is to communicate clearly and confidently, uh, believing in yourself, walking with a purpose, talking with a purpose. I I call it shoulders back, head up, tiger's eyes and lion's voice. And when you talk and communicate, you communicate with that confidence, that looking or sounding like a victim. So how that applies to all the bullying is if someone's bullying you, A, you try and avoid it at all costs, you know, just, just be aware of it and avoid it. B, they start calling you names and this and that. Bully doesn't know who you really are. The only way we give the bully power is by believing the horrible words they and, and uh, things that they say about us. And if we defuse it, we don't give it the power because we believe enough in ourselves. Well, we're deflecting that. And then the C, communicate clearly and confidently. You're walking around with a strong, I call it bullyproof posture. And then if the bully continues, you use your lion's voice with your tiger's eyes and you you right at him. Stop it right there. And I mean it. That's not funny. I'm not putting up with it. Boom, you come out. Now, the longer bullying's been going on, the harder it's going to be to stop. 
Therefore, we'll try and stop it as soon as possible. And dads, and even if some moms are, are listening as well in the car, the, that's why the communication is so key. Tell your kids, don't try and pretend it's never going to happen. Prepare your kids for that. You know, say, hey, you're, you're uh, going into fourth grade now. And uh, the, I guess the worst bullying starts usually on fourth, fifth grade, and then sixth, seventh, and eighth grade at middle school is the absolute worst because kids are going through hormonal changes and puberty. They're trying to figure out who the heck they are, and they're, they're uncomfortable in their own skin and their own body. So they're feeling uncomfortable. So they're thinking in their mind, well, I, I, the way I can feel comfortable is if I put somebody else down. So I bring all that up because, folks, we need to tell our kids early on that you're going to have kids. They're going to try and bully you. Use the word. They're going to call you names. They're going to say this and that. Let them know early and then kind of tell them if that, not, not if, but when that happens, come and talk to me about it. And we can work through this together as opposed to just kind of hoping, turning your blind eye that maybe my kid won't be bullied. Now, don't, don't, don't do that because it, it, it's going to happen. And uh, when it does, it's probably been going on for a long, long time. Just like the bullying that happened to me had been going on forever. And I never said a thing about it because I was afraid to because we didn't have that communication chain. So turning the cheek, essentially with the A, B and C, you've done your absolute very best to avoid it, to believe in yourself, to block out the bad words, to communicate clearly and confidently with your voice. And if those three turn the cheek three times, essentially (laughs) don't work. By law, if someone puts their hands on your body, it is no longer bullying. It's now a crime. It's assault and battery. And by law, you have the right to physically protect yourself with enough force to stop the attack. Now, that doesn't mean you do what I did when I was younger and just beat the holy snot out of somebody. That's going too far. Now you have become the bully and uh, you have gone above and beyond. The technique I teach called the D is defend yourself. Defend yourself with the A, B, and C first. And if that person continues to to physically attack you, I do what's called a palm strike, which is the palm heel of your hand, because we've all hammered on a desk before or smacked our hand down before. It's that harder part of your palm. And you put that right in the solar plexus. Now, the solar plexus is the part where the rib cage comes down. And uh, we've all had the wind knocked out of us before. I call it the most effective non-lethal technique. It's actually the same thing I teach law enforcement, because if uh, they're being attacked, I said, man, don't get your billy club out and do what you can not to tase the person because if they're all jacked up on who knows what, that attack's not going to stop regardless of what you do to them. However, you take the air out of their lungs, and once again, we've all had the air knocked out of us before, well, you can't move. And it's, like I said, the most effective non-lethal technique because within you know, 15, 20 seconds, the person's oh, gasping for air, but they never forget having the wind knocked out of them. So that's kind of my approach on that and what I try and do is uh, one, I'm not, uh, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> I'm working to be the, the best I can be. Uh, but I also like uh, King David was a warrior. And uh, um, I like to think uh, he, he, when he had enough, he had to fight. Samson was a warrior. <laughs> so that's my approach on that. Now, Rich, you are the creator of Grogan's Bullyproof System and best-selling author of Becoming Bullyproof. Tell me about your system and your book. Most bullying doesn't start off physical. It starts off with the name calling, the exclusion, the being made fun of, and all those steps along the way. And I didn't realize this until my daughter was in middle school, and uh, she's got um, uh, she's in martial arts. She's also a dancer, so she's got very very strong legs. Well, the girls started making fun of her because she had bigger legs than they did. Uh, they weren't fat in any way; they were solid, strong. But all she knew was these girls were telling her she had big legs, and they kind of mentally beat her down to the point where 
she wasn't eating. She was throwing up. And then my, my, my gosh, what the heck's going on? And of course, the first thought that pops in my head was Madeline's defending herself against adults at the studio. What the heck? She's got all the tools and knowledge. And you know, I was like, well, she can kick, jump up and kick him in the face. And my wife says, is that what you really want her to do? Now, of course, finding out your little princess is being bullied. First thought was absolutely yes. But then I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I done here? Well, that is how that was kind of the day the ABCs came about was there's got to be a better approach knowing they know how to physically defend themselves. I'm not worried about that at all, but it never got physical. So what the heck did they do? She can't just jump up and punch somebody or kick somebody in the face because they're being rude, mean, and disrespectful to her. So I bring all that up as a, as a challenge to dads. I, I could have just stayed with, well, you know what? Uh, 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 well, just we're going to do it this way. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And it's kind of funny how things work out. Obviously, I wish my daughter never would have went through that. But by learning, staying humble enough and saying, well, we need a change, um, I was able to kind of, with my wife's help, come up with the ABCs to help stop it before it ever gets to that part where the, the girls are you know, starving themselves or throwing up or starting to uh, think bad things about themselves because it never got physical. Yeah, and uh, in, in the book, uh, Becoming Bullyproof, we... we we go through, like I mentioned, uh, it was. It took me eight years to write. By the way, it, uh, it it's taken on so many different journeys and so many different paths. But I'm really, really happy with the finished product because it's essentially the uh, uh, younger me meeting me 40 years later, and we go on this journey. And it's everything I've shared with my kids, uh, everything I've shared in countless speeches and workshops in our martial arts academy. It's. Uh, um, everything I was looking for as a kid. And we go through the ABCs. It's a good little story. It's a novel. Uh, I never intended it for it to be a novel, but that's just the way it turned out. And I'm glad it did uh, because it talks about uh, growing up on the farm, talks about different exercises, talks about uh, uh, self-respect, self-worth, self-discipline, attitude and effort, and talks about some of the chores on the farm. And uh, where where the the story really, and I'm glad it finished the way it did. So as we close... I know we mentioned, we talked about the book, Becoming Bullyproof, Becoming yes. Bullyproof. That is the name of the book. I'm going to make it very, very easy for, for you to find this book. If you go to thefatherhoodchallenge.com, that's thefatherhoodchallenge.com, go to this episode, look right below the episode description. I'll have the link right there. If you click on the link, it will take you right to where you can purchase this book. So, how can dads learn more about Grogan's bullyproof system? But I've got uh, with that, I've got a second book too. It's it's a little kid's book. It's I Believe in Me, uh, positive affirmations, and the whole idea behind that book is to empower the kids early and often. They learn the ABCs, but they also learn a positive affirmation with that. So it's essentially planting the seeds that you want in their little mellow garden before somebody comes along and tries to destroy their confidence and faith and belief in themselves. I love that. That link will also be uh, below the description as well. So I'll have the link to that book as well. And uh, where people can find me, we're actually... Uh, going through and we're expanding a little bit, uh, developing a, a new brand. And this is just uh, within the last couple of weeks. It's off the Grogan's Bullyproof brand, but it's called Warrior Confidence. And the whole mindset and idea behind that is, is everything we're doing is to help empower kids and adults to believe in themselves. But uh, it's not just for kids on the playground being bullied. 
It's also for teens, for athletes, for coaches, for teachers, for parents. And that warrior confidence is all about establishing that belief in yourself first and foremost to continue. And it's all I've talked about the inside out job, the uh, to build that inside bullyproof armor. I'm going to have the link for that posted in the description. So everything will be there in one place. Awesome. Rich, thank you so much for being on the Fatherhood Challenge. It's been an absolutely an honor to have you here. My goodness, Jonathan, I appreciate it. And thank you so very, very much uh, for, for the opportunity to speak to your listeners and dads out there. Uh, please feel free to reach out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com.